0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Girl Recovering Podcast. My name is Kelly and I am so glad you are joining me today. I hope that wherever you are is sunny and the weather is nice because it certainly isn't in Toronto. For all of my Canadian friends, especially those in Toronto, you would know it was summer for a week and now it's back to clouds and rain, so I'm trying not to let that dampen my mood today because today is an important podcast episode that I've been waiting to talk about but haven't quite found the right time to talk about it, so... We are talking all about getting diagnosed. Before I go into any of this story, this is just my personal experience. I am not a professional. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going to tell you what I went through and some of the ways that if you want to get diagnosed, you can make it easier for yourself and just what to expect going into the process. So before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about what is a mental health diagnosis. A mental health diagnosis is essentially when you go to a psychiatrist and they screen you and they talk to you to diagnose you with a mental illness. Not every time will you be diagnosed with a mental illness though, just to be clear, but it's basically a time to go in and ask them questions and them to understand your brain more. A lot of people get diagnoses to specifically be on medication or to find different ways to deal with what they're going through. If you are struggling with your mental health, it doesn't mean you have to get a diagnosis. It's really a personal preference if you wanted to go on medication or you wanted a more scientific reasoning as to why you were going through what you're going through. That's when you get a diagnosis. So there is a difference between therapy and getting a diagnosis because in one you work with a therapist, obviously and the other you actually work with a psychiatrist which is different from a psychologist a psychiatrist is typically the one that will diagnose you and meet with you so those are the differences like I said you do not need to get diagnosed it is completely up to the person and personal preference so I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience getting diagnosed because I've actually gotten diagnosed quite a few times in my life, especially in the past few years. So in terms of my mental health timeline, if you will, I started experiencing mental health symptoms around 2018 predominantly. I experienced them a little before that. I started experiencing anxiety a few years before that, maybe in 2017, but it really started hitting in 2018, which is when I started therapy. So when I first started therapy, I actually was working with a counselor. So not a licensed therapist, but what I did with my counselor was essentially therapy. And working with her, she recommended that I get a diagnosis. So essentially what I had done is I worked with a nurse practitioner and she asked me a bunch of questions, and then she basically met with the psychiatrist to come up with a diagnosis. And this was actually probably the best diagnosis I got, because it was the most thorough, and the information she gave me afterwards was very, very detailed. She basically explained what illnesses I had, what medication I could do, what other treatment plans I could do, and what it all meant. Because when you get a diagnosis, especially your first one, it can be very overwhelming. So... Just expect that also when you're going into any conversations, either with the nurse practitioner or a psychiatrist, they're going to be asking you a lot of questions. They're going to first start off by asking you questions about your home life, your dating life, everything they possibly can, they will ask you about. And it may seem very stark at the beginning. I know every time I get a diagnosis, I get a bit disillusioned because it is quite Blunt. They ask you very personal questions, and it's questions that you wouldn't be asked by a therapist because they are so direct and they're right off the bat. So it can be a little overwhelming in that sense, and every time it kind of knocks me off my balance because it seems very robotic, even though you are being asked about incredibly personal things. Because when you go throughout the process, they have a blank face and they're just asking you the deepest questions and you might get emotional talking about them and they will just kind of keep diving 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 to find the root of the problem because essentially they aren't a therapist where they're trying to provide you with exercises to work on it or support they're there to diagnose you similar to if you had a physical illness and you're meeting with a physical doctor and you know you were asked about the different symptoms you have it's the same thing except they are very personal and we're not as used to it because we're very used to telling doctors how we feel from a physical standpoint but not necessarily from a mental standpoint and when you're asked about physical things you know you're asked about your health and your routines and things like that which are personal but when you're asked about mental health and you're talking about trauma it's a whole different ball game although it is the same thing so you kind of have to think about That when you're going in but anyways that was a long-winded expectation of my first time getting a diagnosis i actually went on to get several more diagnoses so after my first diagnosis i was 18 when i got it and when i was 20 so in 2020 i just noticed that i didn't feel that my diagnosis was necessarily accurate anymore so i worked with my university's health center And they paired me first with a family doctor, and then she referred me to a psychiatrist. And this is where I think it kind of went wrong, because I met with my psychiatrist over the phone. It wasn't a video chat, anything, so it was even more impersonal. I also was doing it in my family home, because it was lockdown, and I wasn't comfortable talking about some of those things around my family. So kind of lied a bit or just lessened the effect of some of the trauma that I went through and I felt really scared talking to my psychiatrist. I think if you're ever going to do it try to do it in person or at least over video chat because it's just so direct. So after that they gave me some recommendations of medication to do and over the next I think year or so I had worked with those medications tried them and nothing was really working So I had gone back and forth with my psychiatrist and my family doctor that was appointed to me or that I found through my school's health center and worked them back and forth quite a bit and it just definitely wasn't working for me. I also was like semi-diagnosed with an illness I never had and I think that's because I kind of lied a little bit in my diagnosis I basically didn't talk about the deepest parts of my trauma because spoiler alert (laughs) I experienced a lot of trauma from a past relationship and when I was talking to even my therapist but definitely my psychiatrist I would hide those things because I was still in a relationship with that person so I was kind of protecting their image but totally discounting my mental health at the same time so because I'd done that it led to a not so accurate diagnosis. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, which was something I actually never had. So it was kind of scary because it is quite an intense diagnosis to get, and later, it actually wasn't that at all. I actually was diagnosed, which was my last diagnosis, which was in 2022, which was complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And that first diagnosis I got in 2018, I got diagnosed with PTSD along with some other anxiety and depression disorders that usually follow ptsd but all that trauma that i experienced between 2018 and 2022 basically 2018 was when my trauma started so that's why i was diagnosed with ptsd and in 2022 i'd experienced a string of abusive behaviors slash trauma so i have complex ptsd And I can go into a whole episode and talk about that if you want. I'm pretty open about it. But I had felt that in 2022 when I didn't have to hide my feelings from anyone and I was in a more safe environment, I could fully talk about everything that I had experienced. I could go into all of my traumas and therefore I got a diagnosis that made sense to me. And although it was hard to hear, it felt true. And I got a treatment plan that actually made sense instead of just trying a bunch of medications that... I thought might help because what I've learned, again, I don't know if this is scientifical at all, but you could be battling anxiety or, or depression, but there's so many different medications to help with those depending on the severity, also what type of anxiety and depression you face. So there's a lot going on. So that's kind of the story of how I was misdiagnosed actually twice. I would say I was reasonably diagnosed in 2018, and then I had two diagnoses between 2018 and 2022, and I got my official diagnosis in 2022. It could change because mental health does change, but um, I feel pretty confident about the one that I got last year. So that's kind of the story of it. But now I'm going to go into some advice on how to make sure that you lessen the chances of being misdiagnosed, because especially when you're talking about mental health, Getting misdiagnosed is scary, especially if you're diagnosed with an illness you don't necessarily have, and it's quite intense. You also don't want to go on medications that are not for the illness that you have. And the thing about getting a professional diagnosis is it's about you. It's about how much you share and about how much you tell. So it's very possible to get misdiagnosed because it's not like an illness where a doctor can physically see the symptoms that you're having. You have to tell them everything. So... Again, I'll go into some of my advice to how to make sure that that doesn't happen and how to make sure that you are the most comfortable in your position. So my first one, as we've heard all along, is do not lie or hide anything from your doctors. If it makes it better, think about it this way. It's purely a scientific relationship. They are a doctor. They're there to diagnose you. They're not there to judge you or make you feel bad. They are just going to be asking questions. That's all it is. Sometimes their questions may seem judgy, but it's really not. Think about it this way. They have a problem and they're trying to find the root of it. So they're going to keep drilling down until they find the root of it. They kind of or at least in my experience that I've worked with psychiatrists, I feel like they take the emotion completely out of it. And they're just seeing it as here's a group of symptoms and we need to find a reason that this is happening or that it's not happening. You don't always get diagnosed with a mental illness, but generally that's what happens. So don't worry about how they're going to think of the certain things that you've gone through, trauma or otherwise, just different things that you feel. Because at the end of the day, they've probably heard someone that's gone through similar or the same experience as you. Because what mental health likes to tell us a lot of the times is that we are the only one going through the things that we go through. But it's not like that at all. And your therapist or your counselor or whoever else in your healthcare personal system is there to make you feel better and get through the process. So don't Don't lie. Don't cover anything up. Just be 100% honest and be ready to be 100% honest because it's better knowing that going in, just, okay, I know I'm going to let everything out and I'm just going to do it as best as I can because that's what you're there for. Because also, at the end of the day, this is for you. It's not for them. You want to get an accurate diagnosis to better put you on your mental health journey. Number two is to make the environment comfortable. Like I said before, it's easier to do it in person at least in my experience. If you're someone that it's easier to just be robotic about it, not see the person, maybe over the phone works. I like a happy medium of having a video call, but just make the environment comfortable for you to open up because a doctor isn't necessarily going to do that for you, so you have to do it for yourself. And I'm going to get into a couple different things on how to prepare yourself, but I would say that that's a really important key part of being diagnosed. You want to make sure that you're comfortable. Number three is consult a healthcare professional that you trust. This could be a family doctor that referred you to the psychiatrist. It could be a therapist, a counselor, whoever it is. They are best suited to prepare you from a doctor's standpoint of what's going to go on. Also, it's important that when you're opening all these wounds in a diagnosis, that there's someone there to make sure that you're safe and kind of dial you back. And I found that therapists are the best to do this because it could be quite heavy for friends or family to deal with, especially because we're dealing with some heavy topics when we go into a diagnosis, typically, not for everyone, but typically. So you want to make sure that you have a healthcare professional in your corner that you could talk to, that you could ask questions to, because it is quite a big deal and you want to make sure that you have that support. Which goes along to my next tip of making sure that you prepare yourself accordingly. So all of these things really work towards preparing yourself, but even if it's just taking some time by yourself or making sure that you're going to do some self-care, whatever it is, expect that you're going to be going in and that you're going to be opening all the wounds that you possibly can. Just know that that's going to happen. By listening to this podcast, you're technically already preparing yourself accordingly, but just make sure you have plans in place to take care of yourself and really make sure that you know what's going to go on because, again, the situation is what you make of it and you want to make sure that it's as accurate as possible. And finally, my last step, which kind of goes along with everything as well, is make sure you have a strong support system or a safety plan, preferably both. So like I said, it can get quite intense in the diagnosis. Doesn't mean it always does, but it can. So you want to make sure coming out of it, you have a safety plan to make sure that you are safe especially when you're talking about some deep topics that maybe you haven't talked about before or digging into trauma that you didn't necessarily want to relive. Spoiler alert, sometimes you'll have to go really deep into traumatic incidences in your life in a diagnosis. So you want to make sure that you have a safety plan in place. Usually, psychiatrists or healthcare professionals will make sure that you do, whether that be, I'm going to make sure I'm around people after it, Or I'm going to make sure I'm doing self-care or I'm going to make sure that I'm around family and friends who I trust or whatever it is for you. Whatever makes sure that you feel mentally safe and okay, because that is the most important thing. And you want to make sure that you come out of it feeling like you are supported, because when we're talking about things like this, like I said, we have all of those wounds open. We want to make sure there's a nice band-aid and that there's a nice comfort to it. Okay, so now that we went into all of those, I hope that those tips and even my story was able to help you if you're thinking about getting a diagnosis or you have one booked. It is a big step, so don't discount yourself on that. I know I've made it sound a little scary, but I also had no idea what I was walking into, so it's really not that scary. You are talking about yourself and your experiences, and it is putting you on the path to Better understand what's happening in your brain. All that said, though, it is not mandatory for you to get a diagnosis to understand what you're going through. Personally, for me, I like to have a scientific explanation for things. That's just who I am as a person. I also was interested in trying medication and other different methods to help with my mental health because I found that at a certain point in my life, therapy was not helping. But That was my experience. Doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everyone else. But I do want to say if you have any questions about it or if you want to ask me any questions about my experiences, I am more than happy to share and talk about it. So if you ever need that or need an extra support, I am absolutely here for you. Um, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at the girl recovering. So please feel free to message me if you have any worries, concerns, questions. I'm absolutely one thousand percent here to help. So keep that in mind. But I really do hope this helped and that this gave you a little bit of insight into what happens in a diagnosis. Also, my story about getting diagnosed and misdiagnosed. But yes, I hope it helped. And like I said. Please reach out if you have any questions or concerns, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Take care and bye for now.